Welcome to the Speaking From Our Hearts podcast. In this edition, we'll be talking about many aspects of life, particularly health, relationships and wealth-related topics, all from a heart-centred approach. Your host, Paul Lowe, has a long and successful history of helping others through his coaching and mentoring, as well as his many charitable initiatives. He's been responsible for positively impacting thousands of people's lives, particularly young people from challenging backgrounds. Paul is the author of the books Mastering the Game of Life from Pain to Purpose and Speaking from Our Hearts. Welcome listeners to this Speaking From Our Hearts podcast episode where I'm joined today by a beautiful lady from Norway, Celia, and Celia is going to be talking to us about sensitivity is your superpower. So Celia, very, very, very warm welcome to you. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. I'm so, I feel, I feel honoured to be here with you. Thank you. Um, so... Sensitivity is your superpower. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. Sensitivity or your emotions. I think that's uh, like your compass in in the world, in this life. Uh, What we really, really should navigate from. Uh, And um, when we're in in contact with the the emotions and the sensitivity, we, we, we instantly know what to do or where to go or... Uh, what is right, uh, and and that um, that really give us uh, the ability to to act appropriate. Can you say that yeah. in the circumstances that we meet uh, through life? Um, but uh, many of us, like I did, lose contact with the, the emotions and the sensitivity, and then we try to figure out with our head, with our brain, our mind. How, how to react or how to to make choices and 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 that's a lot more stressful way to live your life so so for me coming back to my sensitivity has been a real real big change in my life because now I can really trust my gut feeling my heart when I am about to make choices and how to meet people react in situations so so it's really for me it feels like superpowers right, <laughs> and okay. I really, that, that that's the truth for, truth for all of us yeah um, one of the things I want to um, to explore silly is this um, this polarization this extreme that's often um, thought about in terms of the, um, and I think battle is the right word because I'm using other people's words there that have that have been fed back to me over a long period of time. But this battle between the head and the heart, and yeah. what struck me there, please correct me if I'm if I'm reading this wrong, is that actually that 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 gap, that gulf, that distance can be bridged by this thing that you call sensitivity. Is that is that a good way to put it? Yeah, and I think we have got it uh, uh, the the I don't know upside down way to look at these things. Uh, One hundred and eighty degrees uh, flipped the wrong way because I think we're meant to really listen and navigate by our heart, and then use our brain or our thinking capacity to find out. Okay, this is what I feel is right. How can I 
do that. That's the brain thing, uh, brain's purpose, I think, to, to figure out, okay, so this is what I'm going to do. This is what I feel. This is how I should meet this situation or uh, whatever. And then I can go to my brain and find out and make a plan and, and figure out how to, to do that. So, so, but we usually go to the brain first or to our mind first, and then it becomes a struggle because there's so many, oh, but I could choose that with that would be, give some consequences and this choice will be some pluses and minuses here. And, and we can't feel which one is the best one yeah. and we get confused and it's hard to make choices or do the right thing. Uh, that was, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. And it's about surrendering the heart, um, isn't it? To let the heart rule the way and trust in. And that's where faith comes in to know that um, what one of the, the sayings I have, Sylvia, is um, if it's meant to be, it will show. And if it's not, just let it go. And yeah. that takes faith because in, in a world that, and I think there's a radical shift um, happening, but in a world where historically we're, you know, think on your feet always do the thinking first it's about thinking 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 in other words the head well i think when we look at the the modern day world you know there's been a lot of advances obviously through technology but in many respects i personally feel that we're going backwards i think the world's in a very very in a very desperate place and it's now looking for that radical shift it's looking for a revolution of something different and for me that 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 deep feeling i have inside and i can't explain it i can't rationalize it with this because it needs no rationalization it is what it is mm. it's like the wind it's there don't try and capture it or do anything or why does it why does the sun shine well it does can you control it? No, you can't. Just accept it. And I think there's this radical shift now of what well, I'm picking up this energy through through just people I'm speaking to and people that normally wouldn't have spoken in that sort of more heart-centered way. And it's like, what's happening in the world? And I think it's it's good what's happening because they, to, to go back to our previous example, Celia, of this versus this, well, this one's starting to win. A lot more and I know that puts it in quite confrontational sort of you know battle terms black and white um, but I think that's what that confusion that you allude to I think that's what's happened for so much you know, for so many years it is this total well life's black or white mm. well actually no it's heartfelt and I, I do feel strongly that that's emerging I totally agree and I think because the world is um, the world is uh, getting more and more crazy in some way. Um, this um, the the limits or limits are really really stretched, uh, if you can say that. Uh, so 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 now we have come to a place that we can't fool ourselves anymore. Mm. To, to is okay or yeah, this is the way I want to live my life or yeah, and I can I can really see a change. Uh, where young people can't take it anymore. I, I was 40 when my, in Norwegian we say, the rubber was stretched so far that it would uh, break, yeah, um, the rubber band. But, uh, but now people have, they have this feeling in the early 20s. 
Yeah. And it's, 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 in one way, it's really sad that people get stressed out in some, such a young age, but if they really stop and start thinking about or uh, really connect to how they want to live their life, and I have a lot of young clients doing that now, they, they do some really, really healthy changes in their lives before they choose their career, uh, before they have children, before they really get into this life that we so often get stuck into because we have so many obligations, so big more, 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 did, no, what do you call it when you have lent money? <laughs> yeah. So, so, so you have, they have to take, uh, really take some stance earlier in their, in their life. And I think that's a really good thing. They, they, they do some really healthy choices for themselves. Yes. I agree, Surya. And I think what's good about that um, new approach is the fact that there are a lot of that generally awareness is increasing. And the more um, senior of us that have, you know, maybe sort of learned the hard way and are now treading that path can actually act as mentors and supporters and guidance and teachers for those young people, because obviously, isn't it true that those young people, they've got to be open to want that change in the first place, but not necessarily know the right way. And I think that's great because what they're saying is, look, my door's open, but please come and help me. I think that's great because then more experienced and more worldly wiser um, spiritual beings can come in and do that guidance and give that support and give that love. But I just want to kind of flip over, Silly, if I can. Um, what what struck me when we were speaking there, when you were speaking, was this, if, if we can keep this head versus heart concept, am I oversimplifying this to say that if instead of using head, let's use the word fear, and instead of using the word heart, let's use the word love, is it too simple to say that the choices and I believe it is a choice, personally, is is one between fear and love? Or am I, am I being too simplistic? I think that life is much more simple than we we, we want to believe it is. So so when we simplify, and I think that's the, the best way to do it, uh, we, we tend to say, oh, no, it can't be that easy. Mm -hmm. If it was that everyone everyone would have chose the love because but and and it's like oh the harder it is the more value value you put into it so yeah. so we and we i think also may hold on to the old way of thinking because okay if it's if it's only that uh, why wouldn't why haven't i done it before so we oh no it's not that easy not everyone can live a life in uh, just love and uh, do what they really want. What what if that uh, was the case? Then everything would <laughs> fall apart instead of seeing that. Then so much would really, really evolve from that. No one would harm another being if we really, really just felt love for ourselves, for instance. And so I, I think it is that simple, but it's in a way hard to grasp that it's so simple so we we go to the brain and try to figure out and yeah you know 
So, yeah. so I, I totally agree with you. It, it is that simple, but I think what is hard is to go to that trusting place that you were speaking about earlier. Mm. You really trust that this is something that's possible for us. I, I know so, I really know um, it's the truth in me that uh, I live in an abundant world where I'm really supported by the higher spirits and uh, whatever you call it, God of the universe, and mm. everything will come to me if I really, really just re are open to receive it. And still, I don't live like that all the time. Yeah, I do a lot of struggling to 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 secure myself and and yeah so so it's going from understanding and really really I, I know it's true in my heart and and still some some parts of me believe in this old uh, uh, way of seeing life that uh, okay if I get something someone else won't get something so it's a struggle or a fight between me and you and yeah if I don't take care of me then you know so so it's it's what we have been taught i think uh, that comes in the way of really just lean back and trust that it's love and that's all, all that we need absolutely yeah just listening to you speak there with, with my thoughts were around this um, when you're speaking about young people particularly uh, and certainly in the UK there's a lot of horrific knife crime at the moment where young young people are, are losing their lives daily and oh. yeah um, and obviously I speak to people in America where there's the parallel there uh, is the gun crime um, yeah. with, with young people particularly and, and what from my own experience Celia what I what I know and believe to be true about that, that, that violence, and, and I speak from because I've come from that experience uh, myself and not just in my younger days, um, it's born out of fear. It's born yeah. out of fear and this whole mind-driven, the crazy, the crazy mind saying, get in first, kill or be killed, win at all costs, do this, do that. You know, don't show weakness. Big boys don't cry, and all this stuff that we fed from the outside world. And and for me, it's about this radical revolution now to get back in touch with who we really are, not who our parents think we are, our lovers think we are, our children. It, us. There's there's a great song for me, um, Peter Sarsted from the late sixties, and um, it was called "Where Do You Go to My Lovely When You're Alone in Your Bed." And what he meant by that was you can you can fool the outside world with all this and all that and all the other. But when you go to your bed, there's just you and your thoughts and who you truly are. Um, and, and, and I love that kind of, you know, that way of being for all of us, because I think you're absolutely right. Well, I know you're right, Sylvia. This fear that we have as human beings and people say, well, OK, so if you're a spiritual person, Surely you should be at a stage where you don't you're not gripped by fear anymore or, you know, you don't have these human challenges like we do as normal people. Because, you know, and I've had this said to me a few because you're a lot of different. Mm. Oh, are we? Are we really? So we've got six heads or are we some kind of alien from Mars or whatever? Um, 
we're not different. We're not different at all. And I think that what you said there, Celia, brought in a conversation I was fortunate enough to hear uh, when I went to a Deepak Chopra seminar a few years ago. And somebody asked the question, do we ever get to a, to a time or place where we are sorted? And <laughs> there, was a, there was a silence. There was a pensive silence. And what does sorted mean? If you mean that you are away from the realities of being a human being, no, because you're a human being. But what you do do, and I love this, you learn, you have the awareness and you learn to catch it quicker. So when you get angry, it's like that observing that little child inside you that's stamping its feet and wants its way now and it's getting angry and it's like, catch it come on and just as you would your own little child if he or she was doing that you you know you'd console them put your arm around the shoulders stop it gently guide them away from that negative toxic anger into a place of come close to me and isn't it interesting and i've never thought about this that you know like particularly with our with our children you know or, or somebody that we're we're comforting how we bring them. Come on, it'll be okay. And we bring them to us, don't we? And I've never really thought about why that is. And it's so obvious why it is, because we're bringing them to the to the heart. Mm. Oh, so true. It's so true. And and uh, it's I, I I'm so I, I totally agree with you that for sure. For my for me myself uh, at least, it's not like everything is has changed because because i have taken this spiritual path or started this uh, journey of self uh, awareness and self development but it's more the the ability to grab myself in the moment stop yeah. myself sometimes sometimes i can't even stop myself i yeah. i can i have this little voice saying to my when i'm into an argument with my boyfriend and i i can hear it this little voice this is all in your head or this is, and still I just go into that situation and really, really can feel the fear of something that I have feared my whole life and I haven't got to do anything with what he's saying or doing at that moment or only a few, few percent of it is uh, about that situation. Uh, but, but I, I have this awareness and when I, when it's over, I can, draw back and really okay what it uh, what was this about and i can go to the go to the little child uh, like you said and and comfort her go for a walk and really really it's it's simple again it's not that it's not complicated i just i i tell myself okay it's, i I want to be with you now. I want to listen to you, and I just go there and cry or shout or whatever <laughs> I need to do, and 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 comfort myself. And uh, sometimes when I come back, I'm totally calm, and uh, I have uh, pulled myself uh, back home. And other times, I'm still angry or uh, crazy or whatever. But but it's I know that it's my job to 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 collect all the pieces of me and put my heart together. So it, I, I can't stay very long anymore in the, the victim uh, role or the victim way of being because I know, okay, maybe he's a jerk or doing something stupid, but that is something I 
if I was really, really healed, I would say, okay, why did you do something stupid like that? And it would be finished. But but uh, it, it rips off some band-aid from my heart that uh, underneath there's a really um, big wound of not being understood or not being safe in the world. And yeah, so, 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 and every time I must remember, and I, I try to do that, that, okay, when I have ripped off that band aid and not concealing the wound anymore, I can let it heal. Yeah. I can, and I can, yeah, care for it instead of uh, trying to put on that band aid again. And, and, yeah. On, uh, and telling myself that it's everyone else's fault uh, that I feel uh, scared or angry right now. So, so it's it's always an opportunity. Every situation is an opportunity to heal some some of your wounds. And sometimes you have to go to the same wound over and over again because it's so deep and it's so confusing and it's so we, we no one I think in the world has ever been met and cared for the way that we needed mm. not my children uh, even if we love our children we are we're not able to understand every need they have and and we as we are only humans we we go the wrong way in in how we meet them and and yell at them for things they really should be cared for instead uh, and 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 that creates really deep wounds in us uh, it's i think we all are traumatized in some ways even if we didn't have a really really bad upbringing or it was really unhealthy because i don't think i don't know anyone that uh, hasn't been sent to the room because they were angry go to your room and come back when you're good again or nice again or yeah and and are met with anger when we're angry instead of being helped how to manage your anger so we get really scared of being angry for instance yeah and that uh, that makes us react in really strange ways um so so a lot of feelings have been um, uh very confusing for us uh since we were little that's nothing to be so upset about uh, for instance okay then you start to not trust your feelings because okay if my my grown-up uh, person tells me that this really strong feeling i have that uh, my pants ripped or uh, my uh, little uh, teddy bear lost his head or something <laughs> and you're, you're told that these strong emotions are not not the, the right ones to have then you you get confused and and worry or anxious about your feelings and you start to behave in really really unhealthy ways about the feelings i've just made some notes there uh, started to make a note there silly as you was um as you were sharing there I'd be interested in your thoughts around this. Is it a case of being aware and letting life happen through us and not to us? And mm. please allow me to explain what I mean by that. So let life happen through us, not to us. Because when we get an energy that comes to us that's negative, that's challenging, that's angry, 
um, our partner's challenges or whatever it is, the first place that that visitor comes, that energy visitor comes, is, is to our heart. That's our first, that's our door. That's our door. And because we don't want to deal with it, we kind of, oh, I've got time for this. Or I don't want I don't want to do this, don't want to talk about this. No, no. Okay. But the thing is, what we don't realise from my understanding is that visitor, that negative energy, won't be denied. No, I've come to see you and I am gonna see you. Whether you want to see me, I'm not really bothered about because I'm gonna come and see you. So if you won't deal with me, I'll go up there. And he or she'll deal with me. So that path that we spoke about earlier on, Silly, between the heart and the head. Okay, right, I'm coming in. I don't need your permission because I'm coming in because I'm negative energy. And I'm not really interested in you. I'm coming in. So you're not coming in. Okay, right. He's gone in the back door or she's gone in the back door and they've gone upstairs. The problem with that is we forget about it. We don't really know they're there. So what we have in, in our mind then is these like lodges, thousands and millions of lodges that over the years have crept in through the back door, stayed up there, rent free, paid no rent. And then every time somebody comes knocking at the door, oh, and then there's this subconscious thing. Oh, what's happening here? And so that, that pushing away gets more and more and more. But the lodgers, they also get more and more and more. And the head wins the battle over the heart because there's more of them than there is in there. So what I've learned to do, to use that example, that analogy, Celia, is, okay, I'm going to be confronted with something that makes me angry, frustrated. Right, okay, you're coming, you're coming, or you want to come in, do you? What I do now, I let life happen through, okay, go through my heart. You've got to, because I know you won't be denied. You've got to be dealt with, I understand that. So come through my heart rather than stay there like hitting a brick wall, because once you've hit that brick wall, you're going up there. And you're not going up there, by the way. That's my number. You are not going up there. So when it comes through that challenging situation, in boxing terms, it's a bit like taking a left hook or a right, you know, a real big heavy punch. But what you find, silly, is when you've took these metaphoric punches for about five or six times, they lose their impact. And once you've got beyond that sort of emotional pain, they've got no grip over you anymore. And that's, for me, is a very practical way of saying, okay, challenges, because we are spiritual beings having human challenges. Absolutely we are. And we don't actually want those challenges to go away, do we? Because we can grow. I totally agree. And I like to see it. I think it's the same thing, but... but um... I like in in English that it it's called emotions because it's say something that it's 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 meant to move. It's 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 a okay now I feel this. Hmm. If I can rest with that, it will move on. And even if it's happy or or angry, it it doesn't matter. It will move on, and something else will come in and move on. And and I think we we. We really want to believe that we can close ourselves, close the, the feelings out so we don't have to feel them. But what we really do is to close them in 
So they are there until we are ready to feel them. And I think it's like uh, when I was a little and uh, we're told that uh, to be angry was a, a bad thing to be. And I, <clears throat> we, we can deal with that in different, no, some, some people get really angry because they, they just want to, 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 to be allowed to be angry and some just put the anger really deep down. We have different strategies, I think, just to, to cope with the, the environment and, and how we are met. But um, so I put the angry little Dilia in a, I don't know, somewhere I couldn't see her. Uh, and she is like in every part of me that I have put away that I don't think is okay or don't know how to deal with because some, no one told me how to deal with anger or put healthy boundaries for myself. It's like little parts of me that just longs to be accepted and seen. And they are like little children standing, you know, when your kids were small and they, you, they wanted your attention and they just were pulling your pants. Hello, see me, see me, please. Can you see me? See me. And if they don't get the attention they want, it, they just shout louder and louder and until they get a tantrum and really, really demand being seen. And I think it's a kind of how the, the forgotten feelings or emotions also try to get the attention from us. They get louder and louder until they are really, we have to, we have to, uh, to just uh, notice them. And then it's, out of proportions and and the, the reactions get really big because the tantrum has already happened. Um, so so it's like you say, and when you start to let them, okay, so through me, emotion, I can let you through me, then they will lose the, the this re really big energy. They're still there and anger is not uh, the best feeling for me <laughs> yet mm -hmm. to, to to handle but but i i know and i i really am aware that it's a good thing every time i really allow myself to feel it even if i can't handle it so like the other day whether when, when i had this argument with my boyfriend and i had to go for this walk and i just in my anger or in my confusion also i was um, uh, able to say thank you thank you that i am able to feel this now uh, so i can start to to deal with it in better ways than uh, i have uh, dealt with it before so it's um yeah it's uh, i i like to see see all the little cilias <laughs> trying to get the attention and more and more of them have got the attention that they need. Uh, so there's not uh, so many dragging my pants off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the, uh, what, what struck me there, Siri, uh, yeah, again, as you was unfolding your, your insights there was, um, was kind of wrapped up in Tony Robbins, six human needs. Um, have you followed those at all? No. Right. Well, Robin says, as human beings, we all have six human needs and we will meet those needs one way or the other. Now, the choice is we can either meet them positively 
or negatively, but we will meet those needs to varying degrees. And the six needs are certainty. We need certainty in our world. The opposite of that is uncertainty or variety. Hmm. And here's the one that was really sort of jumping out at me as you were speaking there, the need for significance. Hmm. We all need to feel significant. But that can be met, as they all can, as I say, in a very negative way. Because if somebody comes to your head uh, and points a gun at your head, for that moment, that stranger, whoever he or she may be, is the most significant person in your world, even though you've never even met them before. You can't uh, not notice that person, yeah. Absolutely, because your life is in their hands, because they've got that gun and they're pointing it at your head. So that's the third one. The fourth one is love and connection. Some people find in their understanding and their experience and their emotion of love too painful. So they settle for connection. I'm just mm. happy to be on, I don't know, I'm, I'm sort of just the first example. I'm, let me be on loads of Facebook groups and I can reach out and I can talk to people by my, my keyboard and I don't have to get involved emotionally. That way I won't get hurt and I'm protected. So... Those are the four, what they call the basic core human needs. When we've met those, Celia, we then go to the two higher spiritual human needs. And the the fifth one is the need for growth. Mm. And what Robbins describes is, by definition, if we're not growing, we're dying. I agree. And then the very highest one of all is the, the contribution, mm. a life of contribution. So just as I say, when you was talking there, what, what's, what jumped out at me is this, this need for significance that we have. He also kind of talks around this, the two inerrant fears that we all have in the world. And you, you've, you've kind of touched upon it quite a bit there, Celia. One is we are not good enough. Mm. That self-talk, that, you know, those labels that we've been given from an early age, that power of expectation, or you will go to university and you will be the first doctor in our family, or you will be a, or you will do this, or you could, or you should, or you would, or all this. And it's like, well, has anybody ever asked me what I want to do? Maybe I want to be an artist. Maybe I want to be, I don't know, whatever, a musician. Maybe I just want to work in the local cafe. And that's absolutely fine, but nobody's asked me because there's all this pressure. Or even, and even if we, we don't uh, on purpose tell people that they have to do something like uh, being a doctor, it, it's always, I don't know, it's um, in school everywhere. If you don't do your homework, you will end up in, I don't know, mm. in like. Why wouldn't someone be happy to be sitting in uh, in a shop? Uh, boop, boop, the, 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 I don't know. It, it's it's like yeah, we tell ourselves and and our children and everyone else that some some things are just not good enough. We also really uh, good to sense uh, what what. The people want from us and then we start to navigate the, by trying to hide some parts of ourselves the shameful parts the whatever yeah when you're not um, when you feel inadequate all these places all the parts of yourself that you 
you sense that oh but they're not not interested in that part of me or they they really don't like that part of me and 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 then we we hide them away and we don't want to look at them ourselves either because it reminds of our inadequacy or our um yeah whatever it is and and i think that's a really big reason for um anxiety and depression because not even i can stand being with the whole me all of me which is sometimes i'm just fantastic i'm i'm so compassionate i'm so i, I really really can hold everything and be this really big beautiful person and sometimes i'm really really petty or uh, yeah i'm just not good and if i can't be with that too I really, of course, I get anxious. Of course, I get depressed because if I can't be with me, no one can. It, that's how it feels. And, and I think that also is a part of all the violence and the shootings and, and that we have, it's like we have lost hope that there's no hope that we can be accepted. I will never be good enough for the standards of the community or the society or wherever I are moving or living my life, there's, there's always something that I can't do or be uh, that, uh, that uh, is wanted from me. So, so yeah. Mm. Um, what, um, and the other, the other one of Robbins is um, what he, he flags up as, as a fear that we all have, um, Celia's, um, I won't be loved. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting how we always invariably, no matter what conversation we have, whether it's, you know, with a bunch of guys at the bar or on a building site where, you know, language may be a bit more colourful or in a sensitive sense, like, you know, two spiritual beings having a, a kind of philosophical conversation about the way forward to, you know, to help her listeners, um, you know, if, if you will. Uh, but for me, what strikes me through this is, is just listening to you speak yet again, Celia, and been present in your world around this duality. Rupert Spira speaks about this non-duality and what was coming through loud and clear there. And that is for all of us as well, but was that duality between that higher self of awareness, of consciousness, that from source, whatever that may be, God, that's different for all of us. That's, I believe, that's our most intimate personal relationship, even above our own sort of physical personal relationships um but this duality that exists is this higher self that we naturally are but we've lost sight of that Mm. because we've been too busy surviving in the real world i've got to do this i could i should i would i've got a gas bill to pay i've got my rent to pay i've got to go to work the kids need feeding the kids need you know this real sort of practical challenge of everyday life and I think when you put that against the, um, you know, the, the conditioning that takes place as we progress through life from childhood, you know, we're told, aren't we, from, um, you know, because our parents and our loved ones, when they guide us from an early age, they're doing the best from their place of their level of awareness. But that doesn't make it right. It makes yeah. it the truth. Yeah. And obviously, whatever they I always use the analogy, Celia, of, a, of an aeroplane taking off. If it if it's on the ground, and it's 
half a degree off course, by the time it's flown a thousand miles, it's going over there. Target, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, that's so true. And and it starts so early and, and that makes it often really hard when you're really going deep and want to heal your your wounds is that they they have uh, no words. We have no words for it because like uh, in the 60s when I grew up in or were, were a baby in Norway, the mothers were told that you shouldn't take up your baby if it's cried. They should lay for three hours. And what do you learn a little baby then? The only way this baby can express their needs is to cry. Mm -hmm. And it can be the need for food, it can be the need for, for cuddling, love, uh, connection, whatever it is. Yeah, and yeah. you have to cry. And it learns from the first moment that my needs will not be met. Yeah. My no love will not be met. That is something we have experienced from we were two days old. Yeah. <laughs> like in the hospital in a room away from our mothers. So 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 it's really, really hard sometimes to 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 heal these wounds because it's not easy to put the words on what they are, but it's like you say, we just if we simply make it simple again, it's we just need to be loved and the most important person i need my love from is me absolutely yeah if i can't love myself uh, no uh, no one can love me enough uh, to make me feel i'm loved so, so so it's we have to remember and really really be gentle with ourselves doing this work because we are so hurt and we often say yeah but my childhood was it was normal it was mm. like every their child in the 70s in uh, Norway uh, we were sent out and uh, played all day and it was health healthy and uh, so so why am am I so happy or why am I so scared or why am I so uh, whatever I, I feel that's out of I don't know sync with myself it's someone some many people I think feel guilty about not feeling good about themselves because or good about their lives because they don't see how much they have been hurt mm. and that, that that really really we have to have so much compassion for ourselves doing this work because it's it's really hard i have grown up men that they are taking up studies again and then don't dare to raise their hand and ask for something because a teacher may made fun of them when they were little and it's like oh, but i know that's not uh, dangerous for me to raise my hand and ask for something well tell that to the six-year-old boy that was that was loved of uh, by his teacher tell mm -hmm. that to him this is the big wound that you the rip of your uh, heart uh, or the, the band that you rip of uh, when you try to do something like that you have to have really really compassion and love for yourself when you are going out of this comfort zone it's i think we have evolved from the first way of coaching you know when you should just set the big goal and then go for it we're not there anymore that's the past uh, yeah 
that's coaching 1.0. And now we, we're, we're somewhere, somewhere else that we really, really, really have to, to go gentle, to go as fast or as slow we need to go to heal our really deep wounds that may seem nothing to to someone else but to you that comment or that um, uh, look meant that you do you looked at yourself in a not healthy way afterwards even if it was just a harmless comment to you it really meant something that uh, changed the way you looked at yourself yeah. uh, and it can take a lifetime to heal that wound. Mm. So I think we have to remember that um, it doesn't matter if it was uh, like you tell about your really, really hard uh, life when you grew, grew, grew up and that would sometimes make other people think, oh, but why am I unhappy? I have, haven't experienced anything like that. It doesn't matter. If you are unhappy, you have to take care of yourself. Mm. I want to challenge something. Um, and I know where you're coming from, Celia. And the biggest part of me agrees, but I don't totally agree. And I want to challenge you on that from a place of love. And it's when you spoke about self-love. Because this duality that we have, every single one of us, this who we think we are and who we actually are, and I suppose that's yet again down to that and that, that and that. Who we think we are against who we actually are. I use the example of, if I was to say to you, Celia, give me a euro. So you give me a euro. Celia, give me another euro. Give me another euro. Celia, give me 10 euros. Celia, give me 100 euros. Hang on, Paul. I'm giving, I'm giving, I'm, what, why? Give me a thousand, give me 10,000 euros. Sooner or later, if you kept giving me that money, your bank account would be bankrupt. Absolutely. So what I say is in life then, okay, so Paul, demand of yourself this. Paul, demand of yourself that. Paul, demand of yourself the other expectation you could have you would have you should have hang on emotionally now i haven't got it to give i'm bankrupt mm. so we I can't think. give silly what we don't have so what i the reason i challenge um slightly your um, your self-love we've got to get that love from somewhere because if we can't get it in our put it in our emotional bank account called our heart what have we got to give? We've got nothing. Where's it going to come from? Where? We can't, we haven't got a magic wand. Yes, we can help ourselves. Yes, we can take positive, you know, plain practical action. Yeah, I get all that. But I'm on around that real deep feeling of connection, knowing that we are loved. And no matter what we do on a human level, that's, that's just, that's stuff. That'll come and go. That'll come and go. It's like the wind. Where's that wind gone now? I can't, where's it gone? It'll come and it'll go. And I use the example of a mobile phone. So if we look on ourselves as mobile phones, we're great instruments for, for communicating with. We can get messages out. Now, if we're speaking on the phone, 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Sooner or later, the battery is going to go flat. And it's finished. What we need to do then is plug this into an external source. And that, for me, is where the love will come from. To some people, that's God. For some people, it's consciousness, awareness, whatever it is. As I say, for me, that, that relationship is so personal. It's way beyond any physical relationship people may have. And I think that's, for me, that's been a great inspiration, Celia, for understanding that source, higher energy, needs to come through me. It doesn't need to happen to me. It needs to happen through me. And by it happening through me, I've then got the power, whatever that is, is judged to be, to help others and help them heal. Because then I am coming from a, a place of compassion. So does that mean that I'm saintly-like and I'm, and I'm perfect? No, far from it. Because I'm still living in a real human world and subject to every challenge in every moment of, I don't know, a motorist cutting across or or taking the last parking space or all these silly things that we get ourselves so angry about. And it's like, but I go back to what was said um, at the Deepak Chopra seminar, learn to catch it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree. And I, and I really, I think that was the really, really big transformation for me when I really connected to this higher uh, uh, I call it sometimes God, sometimes universe, sometimes just love. And and so I, I am absolutely at the same uh, <laughs> yeah, planet as you there. <laughs> and uh, and I really, it, I, I have known this and felt really strongly about this like you. And it's really, really personal. And I, I speak with God every, every day and have these beautiful conversations with me and God, <laughs> uh, but what even took it a, a higher, higher level to a higher, to a higher level for me was when I, and maybe everyone have seen this for a long time, but I haven't because we all, we always say that God is in me. Uh, so look for God inside yourself, but it's not like that for me. It's like God or the universe is that's everything so i am in god i am in this totality how can i ever be wrong for being me mm -hmm. everything is in that eternity or this uh, infinite uh, whatever it is yeah. and also there i'm so i'm just this little little tiny part of the big 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 pattern or puzzle whatever you call it um and cannot be otherwise it cannot be otherwise i can i can be i, I don't have to prove anything i have to do i haven't i haven't got to do it i can just be and do nothing and still be in that love mm -hmm. so it's uh, really really it was a big change for me but the, the day that that really struck me it's not that i some some place inside me have god no, no, no. <laughs> I am someplace in God, <laughs> and and my part of the puzzle is me. And my I am a little, little, little tiny piece, but you are one as well, and everyone else, and, and the nature, the the, the earth, the, the big universe, the gal galaxies is also just tiny parts of the big, 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 big picture. That's everything. 
So I mm. <laughs> talk. Uh, I I I am so I do so agree with what you said there. There is um, yeah. Okay, so as we're coming towards the um, the close of the of the conversation, Celia, um, I always ask guests this this question right at the end, and it's the same question for everyone. It's quite a big question, really, um, but it's this. So, if you had one statement, one message to give to the world, what would it be? The most powerful, the most powerful message that you could leave. What would that be? I think it's what we just were speaking about that we are already good enough. We don't have to hide away some parts of ourselves or or change or prove anything at all. We are who we are meant to be and we're here to to just be ourselves. It should be the easiest thing in the world to be ourselves, but Sometimes it's really hard to remember who we were because we have tried to be some so much that we're not. But uh, we are here to be, you're here to be you and I'm here to be me and that's our purpose in life. And we don't have to do anything more than that to be loved or lovable. So I think that's the wow. most important thing I have. Yeah, and it is, Celia, isn't it? It is as simple as that. But we, you know, we go back to that. Um, oh, it can't be that simple. It is, and it is. Uh, you know, I certainly speak from decades of suffering in dark, desperate places where I couldn't fathom anything out. Alcohol was my fix, my addiction. Um, wasn't the answer? Isn't the answer? And what I've done now, I've come full circle. And realize that actually it is as simple as that if only we could learn to let go <laughs> great conversation Celia thank you thank you immensely so um, if people want to get I mean have you got a website where uh, around your work or how can people get in touch with you if they want to find out more I think the easiest way is to con connect on uh, Facebook okay. uh, I have this uh, site uh, there it's uh, called super sensitive super sensitive without an e in the end um uh, Celia Christine super sensitive is it's called okay um, um so the um we'll put what we'll do um Celia, we'll put the uh, the details and the correct spellings and everything in the uh, in the show notes that will accompany this episode, so uh, people will have a reference point. So, uh, I think that all that remains for me now is to say yet again an immense gratitude to you, and um, <laughs> it's ben, been I'm so grateful for having this conversation with you. This is like, uh, yeah, it's uh, like uh, meeting heart to heart, really. Literally, thank you. Likewise, and um, yeah, uh, hopefully the listeners have um, took some beautiful insights because, um, as well as it being a very pleasant conversation, um, I'm sure we'd agree that this it's based on on um, what I now term universal truth. It's not just my own human slant on things. Profound, profound things happen in your life when you learn to let go and trust. And for me, that is the epitome of faith, whatever that may be. So uh, if I can leave it there and just thank the listeners for being part of this amazing journey with, uh, with Celia. And until the next time, just keep loving. Hearts, helping 
everyone achieve results towards success.